name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, we are still in the Christmas season, and the church gives us this week after Christmas, which is called the first Sunday after Christmas. So we still have the remainder of this upcoming week to celebrate Christmas. One day is not enough, and so the church still wants us to celebrate, to be in this Christmas season. So if you've taken down your Christmas tree and your nativity set, go ahead and put them back up with even more lights, more ornaments, just to annoy the people who wanted to take them down already. So we come in this Christmas season, we know what we're celebrating. We're celebrating Jesus. We're celebrating our Messiah. We're celebrating that Jesus is our Lord, that he's our God, that he came into this world to save us. And so we know he's Lord, he's God, we know these things. But also, we also have to remember that he is our teacher, that Jesus is constantly teaching us things. He's constantly teaching us what it looks like to be a Christian. He's constantly teaching us what it looks like to follow him. He constantly wants to show us and teach us um, what it means and how we're going to get to heaven, right? He doesn't leave us hanging. Okay, go figure this out for yourselves. Also, he's, yeah, so he's constantly teaching us these things. And the first thing that Jesus teaches us is in the actual nativity scene itself. It's still up, right? Father Perrin didn't take it down. Okay. So this nativity set, right? So as we're in this nativity set, he's teaching us something. Before Jesus can even speak one word, right, as a little baby, as a little child, what's Jesus trying to teach us here? His first message to the world, right? What is that message? That message is to be small. Right? To be small. And that's what he wants to teach us from the very beginning of his arrival. Right? To be small. And he could have come into this world as a teenager. Jesus could have fallen from the heavens at 33 years old and just as he fell, died. But he wanted to come into this world, right, to teach us something because this virtue of being small is probably the most important virtue, his first virtue that he wants to teach us. He didn't want to come in as a teenager. He didn't want to save us as an adult. But this being small, the church calls this humility. And that is the most important virtue that Jesus wants to teach us. St. Augustine said, the three most important virtues that we need is humility, humility, humility. We could talk a lot about humility. I can give you a definition of what humility is, but we don't need a definition. Looking at the nativity set, tells us what nativity, uh, what uh, humility is. What is it? We can talk a lot about it. We don't need a definition. And Jesus shows us from crib to cross, he's constantly teaching us, you guys, be humble. Let me show you. Not just telling us to do it, he himself wants to do it. One of Mary's titles, the Blessed Virgin Mary, she has this beautiful title, and the title is The Container of the Uncontainable, that Mary's womb She contained what is uncontainable, which is God. He's uncontainable. But he humbles himself. He brings himself down. He becomes small. He becomes powerless. He becomes dependent on other people to show us what true humility is. He was contained in the womb of the Blessed Virgin Mary for nine months. He was contained in a human body for 33 years. Right? If we think about this, it's not just cute that he did that. Right, think about this, that the highest nature is God. Underneath him would be angels. Underneath him would be, underneath angels would be humans. So God didn't become an angel and save us. God dropped his nature. He became small. He humbled himself. He lowered himself, not from God to angel, but angel to human. I mean, if we think about it, that's like somebody asking somebody else, you human, right, God asking you, Finar, go, 
become uh, not an animal, which is a, a, a nature lower than you, go and become a plant to save all of the plants. I mean, that's how crazy that is. And that's what God did. That's what we're celebrating. That's what he wants to teach us, this becoming small, lowering yourselves, ourselves, myself included, right? And this humility, that's what that is. And we're given a chance daily, hourly, to just bring ourselves down, to lower ourselves, to become small, because that is the most important virtue that we need to experience what it means to be a Christian in this world. And also, that's the virtue we need to get into the world that Jesus came into this world to save us, to be in heaven. So this humility. Some of us live Christmas as a one-day event. December 25th, it's here, it's past. Now we wait till next December 25th to celebrate Christmas. Brothers and sisters, Christmas is a type of way of living. Every day is Christmas when we become small. Every day is Christmas when we lower ourselves. Every day is meant to be Christmas. Not just this one-day event. When we lower ourselves, when we come down off our high horses, myself included, we're becoming small and we're saying, this is Christmas. This is the greatest Christmas message. And this message, this I'm practicing daily is what I need to get to heaven. Why also is this the most important virtue? Is because God comes close to those who are small. If we look at all of the uh, all of the apparitions where Mary appeared, we have different apparitions. Every time she appeared, who does she appear to? Little children. Why? Is because they're humble. And so God, if we want God to be close to us as we enter into this new year, 2024, right? If we want this year to be different and we want God to be close to us, we want to experience his presence, we need to practice humility because he can't come close to the proud. He can't come close to those who are so filled with pride and don't think they're small. And God's like, I just can't come near you. Not because I don't want to. There's no room for me. I'm small and you want to be big. There's no room. And so oftentimes I talk to people and they say, Father, I feel like God is so distant. I don't experience his presence. He's nowhere to be found. And after talking to them a little bit more, I just say, look, no offense. Can I be honest with you? Can I challenge you a little bit? There is so much pride in you that God can't come close. That you're not experiencing his presence, not because he doesn't want you to experience his presence, but because you're too big, you're too self-reliant, there's too much going on. And we see this, we see this in the Holy Gospel, right? The first person, if we think about it, Jesus comes into this world as a little baby. Who are the first people that he appears to, that gets the, not he appears to, that he gets the, that get the message from the angel that Jesus was born? Who are the first people that, that gets the, get, get the message? The shepherds. Why the shepherds? is because they're of a lower class. They don't have status. They don't think they're big. They don't have all these crazy belongings and possessions. So God goes to the humble. He appears and says, I want angel, go and get them to come close to me. I want to be close to them. Because they're small. They're humble. They've lowered themselves to that position. And they did their job so very well and what it entailed. So that's why the first people to receive the Christmas message 
were the shepherds. In today's gospel, we hear about the Magi. Why the Magi? The Magi maybe are, they're, they're not humble. They're not some, you know, people that are just tending to sheep. Why the Magi? Why did God appear to them? Right? We see them sometimes holding these expensive gifts and they look like kings. They're not humble. We can think that. But in reality, why God then wants the uh, shepherds, I'm sorry, the uh, kings, the wise men, the Magi to be close to him is because they were willing to surrender their former way of life and become small. What do I mean by that? The magi. The word magi comes from magicians. So these, uh, these, these wise men, these magi, they were magicians, which means they were involved in the black arts, in the occult, in this type of magic type of way of living. So even if we look at the gifts that they brought, myrrh, gold, and frankincense, These are gifts that they used in their type of magic, in their type of way of putting incantations and spells on Persia when they're looking at the maps and they're wishing them bad luck. And what do they do? They bring these gifts to Jesus. They surrender their former way of life. They become small. They humble themselves. And they say, this is not the life we want anymore. Because you're God. I don't need this mysterious stuff. You are the one that we need. You're the one that we're looking for. So we see, he says, come close. Follow the star. You're willing to surrender your former way of life? Come closer. I want you to experience my presence. That's why he goes to the shepherds, and that's why he goes to the magi and invites them closer. But on the other hand, we have the complete opposite, King Herod. King Herod is not willing to become small. King Herod is not willing to lose his power. King Herod wants to be in charge. King Herod wants to be the one who runs the show. I am not willing to lower myself. I'm not willing to become small. And what's the result? He dies a very miserable, lonely, angry, killing children, shedding blood. Why? Just to not be small. I'm the king. I'm the king. I'm the boss. I'm in charge. And God's like, I can't get close to you. I want to come close to you. You're not willing to give up your formal way of life. You're not willing to do something small. You're not willing to become small. You're not willing to lower yourself. So I'm going to stay at a distance. Not because I want to, but because you're forcing me to, King Herod. Brothers and sisters, we can be modern-day King Herods today. Fine, we're not killing people and we're not doing these things, but when we just think we're running the show, when we're operating from a place of self-reliance, When I compartmentalize Jesus, I need you on Sundays, or when I need something from you, you know, I'll do this prayer, I'll spend time with you in adoration, I may go to an extra mass during the week, but other days, I got this. This is a modern-day King Herod that we can all fall into. When we're not willing to lower ourselves, when we're not willing to become small, we want to be big, We want status. We want people to notice us. We want to be influencers. God's like, I can't come close. Not because I don't want to, but because you're filled with so much pride. So as we approach 2024, right, this new year, we say, new year, new me. Let's really be new. Let's really enter into this new year 
with the Christmas message of being small, of lowering ourselves, of not needing to run the show, not to impress other people, to be one with God. And I would say the most important way of doing that, right, as we enter into this new year, the most important way that we can do that as we enter into this new year is just becoming small and truly live the Christian, Christian me- uh, Christmas message with the way that we think. Because there are so many things we don't understand. And so when we don't understand, we get filled with pride and we just say, well, I don't understand that. But we forget our brain is a human brain. And God, who is of infinite wisdom, of all knowledge, wisdom, understanding, we say, well, I don't understand that. And since I don't understand that, I can't believe it. I can't accept it. And God's like, you're being self-reliant. You're depending on yourself. You're going to, now in our pride, we feel like God is far away. But he's like, you don't understand that. And because you don't understand that, I'll reveal it to you one day. Why this happened or why this didn't happen. Or why fill in the blank. But we become puffed up. No, I don't understand it. I don't get it. Since I don't understand it, I don't get it. My wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, my human, my human wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, I don't get it, so I just don't believe it. I don't accept it. And we feel more and more and more and more distant from God. God reminds us in the book of Isaiah, he says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than yours, my thoughts higher than your thoughts. It's very dangerous, brothers and sisters, when we put ourselves equal with God. And we say, no, 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 Father, I don't do that. It's so detrimental to our spiritual lives. When we say, I don't get that. I don't understand that. You didn't answer this prayer. You're far. You're distant. God's like, I don't think like you. I don't operate like you. And we fall into it. So we constantly, this upcoming year, have to remind ourselves, fine, I don't get this, but I'm a human. God is God. This doesn't feel good. I don't like how where my life is going right now. But God, you're in control. You, you see the bigger picture. To drive this point home, this is the last thing. To drive this point home, I just kind of want to share this, this uh, just a real example of this. In 1669, Sir Isaac Newton came up with a mathematical study of a continuous change, and he wanted to come up with a name for his new mathematical formula. But no matter how much he was saying, okay, how, what am I going to name this new mathematical formula? What am I going to name it? He couldn't come up with a name. So, due to his frustration, not being able to come up with a name for this new mathematical formula, he decided one morning to go and take a walk by the beach. And as he was walking down the beach, a little pebble got into his shoe. And so he took his shoe off, and he took the little pebble out, and he looked at it. And then he saw the ocean here to his left, this big, huge ocean. So he saw this pebble, and he saw this ocean. And he said, the knowledge that I have is like this pebble, but the knowledge that exists in this world is like this ocean, which is incomparable. He then named his new mathematical formula, calculus, which means a small pebble in Latin. That's humility, brothers and sisters. We have a pebble brain, and if you're offended by that, I'm sorry. 
In our humanity, our brain is as big as a pebble. Our wisdom, our understanding is this big. God is the ocean. And so, as we enter into this new year, things we don't understand, things we don't agree with, why certain things are happening, we don't have to jump up and down in excitement, but that's where we just say and we surrender in our smallness. God, this year will be a good year because I'm entering this year with your knowledge, your will, and your understanding. Amen?